Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav, and this is your Liverpool History This Week show, sponsored, as always, by bookmakers.com. Check out bookmakers.com for their website and their YouTube channel in the show description, and every friday by the looks of it um i'm going to be doing a show on bookmakers.com where yeah me and a couple of lads are going to give some predictions on the premier league football um for the coming weekend so go and check them out make sure you check out the website and make sure you subscribe um to the youtube channel with regards to that website always gamble responsibly this is not a website where you go and apps gamble directly it's somewhere where you can get the best prices on stuff you can get stats you can get you know you can compare different things um players goals whatever it might be it's a really really good website um, a lot of people might look at it and think oh it's just a bookies website there's so much more to it than that but as i said if you like gambling and you like stats great if you're not into gambling nothing to do with you at all it's absolutely fine and um like i say always gamble responsibly i am aware i'm recording this during some premier league games so if there's any um scores that do come in um as we go along i will bring them to you um but this week is going to be the second until the 6th of january um we're going to have a chat about stuff happening to liverpool in this week in their history so let's get straight into it we're going to start with the second um, the 2nd of January and the 2nd of January throws up a few bits and pieces um, some quite big ones as well in fairness they, they bring up some quite big ones so um, first of all 2nd of January we're going to start in 1982 in this on the 2nd of January 1982 it's the first time that Graeme Souness captains Liverpool um, it's a 4-0 win against John Toshak's Swansea in an FA Cup game. Um, but Souness obviously goes on to unbelievable... Look, he's done unbelievable things by 1982 at Liverpool. But um, up until he leaves in 84, he's just a colossus of a midfielder. Like, um, he's just before my time. I'm born in 1982. Um, but, you know, he's one of those when... you know, kind of watching back in the early 90s and especially when he becomes manager in the early 90s you look back on what sort of players Graham Souness was and he was just unbelievable and I'm sure there's YouTube compilations out there but um, that you can go and watch and see how good he was because nowadays we talk about Gerrard and we talk about Keane and Vieira and whoever else in midfield um, it's Souness was in my opinion from what I've seen up there with any of them 
Um, he was that good. He had a nasty streak to him, but he was he, he was a proper footballer as well. Scored goals. He done the lot. He absolutely done the lot. Um, update: Everton are four 0 down at home to um, Brighton. Um, young Evan Ferguson, the Irish man, has scored again tonight. But it looks for. Um, but Sunes, unbelievable footballer, and as I always say to people when they're watching this, if you can go back and watch him do, if you can get yourself the history of Liverpool. Um, on VHS was the best one I'm going to be honest with you came out in the early 90s around 92, 93 um, yeah soon as will absolutely stand out for you um, in 2013 on the 2nd of January Daniel Storbridge which I've written on screen for some reason but Storage um, signs for Liverpool um, he signs for £12 million from Chelsea um, Coutinho signs in the same month if I remember right, for about £8.5 million. Pounds. And you know what? Um, Sturridge is an unbelievable player. Um, 160 games for Liverpool, 67 goals. Unbelievable in 13, 14 for us. Actually unbelievable in at the end of 12... Um, yeah, 12, 13. It's 2012 he signs. Um no, he doesn't. He signs in the January two thousand fourteen, um, but he's brilliant for that six months. And then him and Suarez just strike up this unbelievable um, partnership. And in fairness, in thirteen fourteen, I think Suarez is banned for the first five games. Sturridge scores in the first three three one nil wins. If I remember right, they're Stoke at home, Villa away, United at home. He gets all three goals in in three one nil wins, and Suarez comes back in the fifth game. I think away to Sunderland, and I think Sturridge scores an assist in that game as well. So. Um, just a brilliant, brilliant player, and it's still, in my opinion, um, you know, he stays in Liverpool till two thousand nineteen. He wins the European Cup, of course, but we don't see the best of him for for me from the start of two thousand fourteen, right to the time he leaves. And I genuinely put that down to Roy Hodgson, um, because Liverpool go away. I think it might be Balotelli's debut, and they win at Spurs. I want to say three 0 and Balotelli plays. Sturridge looks electric. Um, he goes away with England. Um, this is off the back of the 2014 World Cup, if I'm right. And Liverpool specifically telling England that he needs a, a, this training schedule, the rest, the recuperation, the treatment to, to get him through international breaks. And this is what he's coming back from and stuff like that. And he goes away and he gets injured with England. And, and genuinely, uh, I haven't looked up the stats, but I, ju- I genuinely think storage is amount, the amount of games storage plays drops and drops and drops from there on in um, per season with Liverpool as the years go on but he's brilliant he scores a brilliant goal in the UEFA Cup final 2016 um, at Sevilla we get beaten but it's a, the opening goal is an absolute stunning goal and he like somebody there's, there's comments here about him um, Chris Bax says after the Suarez ban people forget how many big goals Sturridge scores and Paul Giovanni says his goal variety was amazing it was you know if you look at Everton, when we beat them 4 0 in 13 14, um, he's put through on goal, ice kill, buries it. And then he's put through by Colo Torre long ball and has the, the he has the um, vision, I suppose, to see the keeper coming and lob him at the Anfield road. And he scores so many, so many good goals. Kev says he liked Daniel a lot as a player, but some great content from behind the scenes. I'd say he'd be great crack around the club. Yeah, and you know what? You hear about players that stay on at clubs maybe a bit too long but they're kept because of who they are and how they are around the dressing room and maybe that was one of those things with storage we knew his time was up before the European Cup but 
Um, a brilliant, brilliant goal scorer for Liverpool. And around this time, you do see, or you know, someone will show you a video of all sixty-seven goals he scored for Liverpool, and there's some absolute belters in there. So, um, check that out as well. Um, second of January two thousand fifteen, Stephen Gerrard announces that he will leave Liverpool at the end of that season, the fourteen fifteen season. Of course, his Liverpool career ends with a six-one defeat at Stoke, um, which was just. Ugh, you know, it was a horrible way from the end. He announces that he will be he will be leaving. I think the LA Galaxy thing is announced at that time. Gerard has been at the club for seventeen years at this stage, and um, I've spoken about Graham Sunes a minute ago, but and Sunes is unbelievable. But Gerard goes down as the best midfielder the, the club has ever had. Um, I don't think there's any doubt on that. I think when you look at the teams Sunes was in from seventy seven to eighty four, they're just colossal sites. You know, like um. They win um, the European Cup in 78, 81, 84, all with Sunes in them. You know, they win league titles. I think they might win, I want to say, five league titles in that time, four or five league titles. And he was just in a brilliant, brilliant um, side. Gerard wasn't. You know, he comes on in 98. I think he makes his debut away at Spurs. Ginola gives him a run around a right back. He comes on then against, actually he might make his debut at home to Blackburn. Um, but then away at Spurs he plays and he gets to run around Ginola and he admits that he scores that goal against Sheffield Wednesday around 98 isn't it um, and then he's in a really really good side in 2001 he's not in a great side in 2005 he drags them to a Champions League final and drags them to a win in that final the FA Cup the following year unbelievable he's brilliant with Torres in our way online absolutely unbelievable he's actually brilliant in 2013-14 where his game He's dropping forward or back, and I thought he was really good for the age he was. He just had a bit of a sour ending at Liverpool. Um, the way it had to be announced six months before, I thought was a bit poor from the club. Um, and that's probably me just not liking Brendan Rodgers. Um, but what a player for Liverpool, Stephen Gerrard. You know, <coughs> I put him up there. Any midfielder I've seen, um, he had everything. And anyone that speaks about him will tell you the same. So it's it's unbelievable. Um United are tuning up around the bomb um Luke Shaw it looks with. Um so there you go. Um Kevin Sullivan said he felt genuinely sick today, Jared announced that but it was well flagged. Um there you go. Um we lost against Palace as well in his final home game. Uh says John, we did, I think it was three one. I think Alana puts us Alana puts us one up and we get beaten, but it was it was just a horrible end for um in a team that was all over the shop. All over the shop. So it was look, it was one of those. Um, and finally, in 2018, Pep Linders leaves the club in 2018, off to Holland for a very short stint in Holland as a manager. Doesn't work out for him. He comes back, I think, in January 2020, I think. Was it? No, a bit later than that. It might have been January 2019, maybe. But he's not gone long, not gone long at all. Um, he's still here. You know, he's written that book. People blame Liverpool's farm on that book, which is laughable but um, yeah he left the club at that time to try his hand at, at management probably a bit too early for him and you know I'm sure when the Liverpool job comes up in three years time or whatever it is um, Linders might be in the run, in the running for or the running for it but I think a lot of people will point to that little little um, soiree he had in um, or you know that little glance he had of man- management but He's probably he's older, he's more experienced now, he's he's seen a lot of Liverpool, so um it's one of those things. So yeah, Pep Linders leaves the club on this day, two thousand and eighteen, second of January, 
he is back at the club now as we know um on to the third third of january let's get through it um in 1981 liverpool will be altering them doesn't sound much doesn't it be altering 4-1 in the fa cup third round at anfield it's the 85th 85th home game unbeaten for the reds which is fucking outrageous um and when you look at it, I didn't go back and look when this stretches back to you, but 85 games has to be four years. So somewhere around 77, 78, somewhere along that. Um, but that's just, i just seen that record and I thought that is unbelievable. Because when you look at when you look at the Liverpool side and now, between 18, 19, right up until halfway through 2021, I think, they haven't been beaten at home. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's an unbelievable record and um, that's 1981 in 1987 Adrian our third choice goalkeeper was born um, again a man that splits opinion comes in um, at the start of um, 1920 uh, Alisson gets an injury he's in already but I think Alisson gets an injury and he has to play he comes on in the first home league game against Norwich that season um, and plays in the Super Cup if you remember he's the hero in penalties bit rocky um, but Adrian was born on this day. Still at the club. Rumours that he might leave the club this month if Liverpool were to bring in a foreign signing because of all the restrictions around how many foreign players you can have in your squad and stuff like that. Um, but look, it's it's one of those. Um, Gav, did you know anybody that ever paid money for Adrian in his career? He was only ever for free or alone. I don't think he's ever commanded a fee. I think you're right. I don't think he's ever commanded a fee. Or if he has, it was very, very small. And MC as well says... I hate how other fans compare the midfielders to Stevie, Scholes, Lampard, or Kevin De Bruyne ain't scoring their Istanbul or West Ham 06 goals. Um, in fairness, they've all scored brilliant goals. And even talking about the 06 final, I don't know why we're comparing. Stephen Jarrett done it, no, nobody else done it. Same way as De Bruyne had done something, Stephen Jarrett didn't do it. I enjoy players for who they are, you know. Um, not so much Lampard or Scholes, I'm being honest, but De Bruyne, I love watching. He's an unbelievable footballer. Um, what else have we got? 1993, um, Bolton. Bolton. 2-2 um, versus Bolton in the FA Cup toward round. Um, it's not the Reebok, it's at the other stadium that me, the name's going to my head, but Liverpool draw 2-2 in a game there. I know John McGinley scores because he scores in the replay. Um Borndon Park, I want to say Borndon Park, something like that, um, was Bolton's um, original home ground. Sounds right. Um, but Liverpool lose at Anfield um, in 2 0 in the replay. And I know for certain John McGinley scores a header at the back post at the Anfield road end. So, um, yeah, that this was a, there's loads of this going on at this time. Um, we get on to another one in a, in a little bit. But, yeah, that that one I remember. I remember the replay and thinking. Borndon Park, yeah, it was Borndon Park, says Abel. Um, I remember at the time thinking we got away with one in the two-all, and, you know, I'm about 10, 11 at this stage, 11, um, and thinking, now we'd be all right at Anfield, but Liverpool around 92, 93, were never all right, really weren't. Um, but we get beaten in the replay at Anfield, and I just thought I'd bring that up, because it's one I kind of remember, where, you know, that there was a real FA Cup feel at that time, and that's kind of dwindled for me. Over the years, just the way they split all the, the kickoffs over days and weeks and 
midweek and stuff. FA Cup should be Saturdays at three o'clock. Play them all. And if you can't watch them, you get big mad match of the day that night. But that's just me being an old man at this stage. Um finally for the tour of January, um I've just titled it millimeters and spelt that wrong as well. I don't know if I was drinking today, but um I've spelt that wrong. I've thrown an extra um E in there for no reason. Um but um two one away at sea in the in, in the tour of January twenty nineteen. Aguero scores for City. Um Firmino equalised with a brilliant goal if you remember. And then Leroy Sane wins it. But this is the game where John Stones kicks it off. Ederson, I think it was. It goes back towards the line. John Stones kicks it off the line and it's like one point whatever millimetres away from from a goal for Liverpool. And that's what really um, decides the title because, you know, Liverpool finish on 97 points. City on 99. You know, Liverpool could have had 98 and they could have had 96. But look, it was a brilliant run in that season. Both teams were absolutely relentless. Absolutely relentless. And we didn't come out on the, the better side of it. But it was still a pleasure to watch for me um, when you look back at it. It was hurt at the time. But that game, yeah, it was. It was really, really millimetres. Um, 4th of January. And I know I'm getting through this because we have a show at 10 o'clock where me and Shawnee are going to have a lovely big chat about what's wrong with Liverpool at the moment. But the 4th of January. Um, let me see where we are well we're going to start with James Milner 1986 on, on the 4th of January 1986 James Milner is born um, Milner of course plays at Leeds he plays at Villa he plays at Newcastle he plays at City and now at Liverpool and his time at Liverpool is the longest he's ever been at a club um, and you know what he gets stick I don't think he should get any anymore I think he's being used by Liverpool because injuries and probably a lack of planning. Say it, say it quietly. But he's been. I think he's been a great servant for Liverpool. You know, he comes in in two thousand and fifteen. Um, Rodgers is on his last legs. He signs for Liverpool. He's completely bought into Liverpool. Like if you listen recently to the um, the We Are Liverpool official podcast, he talks about like just leads through and through but half of them is Liverpool now because that's how much the the, the um the club has got got to him, you know, and really got into him. And you know, he's he's won all the trophies with Liverpool. He's won he's won a league, FA Cup, League Cup, um, European Cup, um, World Club Cup, European Super Cup. So he's won so much. Um he, he um he's won so much at Liverpool and, and on the fourth of January James Milner will turn 37 years of age, if my maths are correct. Um, let me see a few comments in here. John Summers says, Alan Stubbs and McAteer playing for Bolton. Quite possibly, yeah. Quite possibly. Um, McAteer plays in the 95 League Cup final against Liverpool, but I'm not sure if he's there in 93 at, at Bolton, because I know he just gets to Bolton as a brilliant year in Liverpool, Liverpool nab him. But I could be wrong, but I'm nearly sure Stubbs does not too sure not too sure on um McAteer. um 1994 4th of January 1994 I remember this well um this is the 3-3 versus United at Anfield where Liverpool are 3-0 down within 25 minutes 30 minutes and I'm trying to remember the goals I think Steve Bruce scores 
Dennis Irwin most oh no I never do remember Steve Bruce I'm nearly sure scores were a header Dennis Irwin scores were a free kick and Ryan Giggs chips Graveler on the run to make it 3-0 and Liverpool are all over the place all over the place Um, Nigel Clough is playing for Liverpool he gets two goals back at the cop end before half time to make a real game and at this time United are fourth Liverpool are eighth in the league um, they're on a poor run of form Liverpool Neil Ruddock um, gets the equaliser um, nearly gets concussed probably did with the equaliser and I remember him kind of ball coming out of the air and he, he kind of gets a lovely touch to Bjarnaby who takes one touch and puts it in the box and he it's a banging header in fairness but um, possibly concussed after that Neil Ruddock and probably the best goal he scored for Liverpool most important anyway um, but it was a great uh, I remember it vividly that game still I'm 12 years of age at this time and um, it was just 11 years of age at this time but it was a brilliant game and when you see United going 3 up you're like fucking hell this is ridiculous like you know what I mean they'd won the league the year before they're flying they're 3-0 up this could be anything and Liverpool managed to um, Liverpool managed to get it back to 3 all and, and probably deserved it in the end first half an hour atrocious but what a game of football after that and um, for Liverpool coming back and it was a bit of a ding dong and you know it's still a chances but um makes me feel older. That's that's twenty nine years ago, was it? Twenty nine odd years ago. So it's um yeah, it's um twenty nine years, it's it's absolutely phenomenal, but that's a three all draw. Um Dennis had a great free kick on him to be fair, says Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, he did. Erwin was a great player. And I'm surprised he's not mentioned more on you know it's all times elevens as one of the full-backs, because he was brilliant. Off both feet, defended, got forward, assisted. Penalties, free kicks, shots on him. He, he had a lot, Erwin did. He really, really did. But he was just so unassuming, the way he went around his business. He wasn't as high-profile, I suppose, as others, but he was a brilliant, brilliant free kick. Um, Rory says, his dad tried to get him into different pubs in Finglas to watch this, and ended up in Aaron's Oil Clubhouse to watch it. Bouncers wouldn't let us in anywhere. He was 14 at the time, Rory, yeah, so you're feeling as old as I am, um, MC wasn't even born, um, at the time, but this is, this show is for MC, and the likes that, um, probably weren't born, pick up a few things, go and watch it, go and watch them back, find some footage, and learn a bit as you go, and I learn, as I'm doing this as well, um, uh, and Tom Bowen said, Ruddick had a lump on his forehead, after that header, nearly as big as the ball, it was, some header in 2001 4th of January 2001 Yari Lippmann signs for Liverpool um, and I was over the moon with this because Lippmann was some player um, just an unbelievable unbelievable footballer um, I think he turns us down goes to Barcelona and I just loved the type of player he was he was so elegant on the ball brilliant force touch brilliant vision he could finish, um, but it, I just see him when he came in, and I was like, Heskey and um, Owen walking off him, just you know, would be an unbelievable setup. Like, and he um, he sets one up for Heskey in a in a cup game against City. I want to say the fifth round, and it's just one touch, and he just puts Heskey through, and it's a brilliant turn and touch. Um, I think we'd be City something like 4-2 that day or something but um, you know I've seen seen passes play I think he plays a brilliant one away at Villa Park to put somebody in as well it might have been Murphy 
against Schmeichel at Villa Park against Villa. But he was on he was just a brilliant, brilliant footballer, Yari Littman. And probably didn't see the best of him, but I was just delighted to see him in a Liverpool show because he was he was the, he was a num he was a proper number ten. Or a, one of these, you know, players that just plays off the striker. He was he was absolutely brilliant. Um John Summer says he was so excited about Lippmann. He is a class act, big Liverpool fan as a kid. Was Lippmann? Yeah, he was. He became the perfect experienced head behind Owen and Heskey, said Chris. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm right when I say he, he does a lovely assist for Heskey in a cup game against City or Anfield. I wanted to, I think it was a fifth round, fourth, fifth round game in around that. But um excellent player, Yari Lippmann. Um forty three games for Liverpool, nine goals. And he goes back in I think it's the summer of two thousand and two, he ends up going back to Ajax. Um that's where he where he was. Um but yeah, quality player. And even if you go back and watch him in his Ajax Barcelona days, he was he was just a brilliant brilliant player. Um two thousand and three, fourth of January two thousand three, Jamie Carragher makes his two hundred and fifty appearance against Man City. Um one 0 win at Main Road. Um Danny Murphy gets the goal and it's the final visit of Liverpool to Main Road. Carragher, of course, goes on to make scandalous amount of games for Liverpool. 700 plus, isn't it? He's second only to Ian Callan, I think. Um, but that was Carragher's 250th game um, for Liverpool. Um, let's jump on to the fifth. Let's jump on to the fifth. Um, before we do, Chris Back says, Jerry's little jump before I took a pen was funny yeah he did he done a little skip didn't he didn't do anything to affect the keeper it was obviously just a routine where he done a skip and ran and, and usually passed it with his instep usually bottom left he liked bottom left a lot um but it's funny you talk about that like as part of a routine because harry kane in the world cup um when he takes his first penalty and people are saying maybe the pressure got him did he do anything different he doesn't he didn't he does exactly the same um, routine and it's mad how routine just tries to keep your brain in check now I know McGuire goes high and handsome for the second penalty but if you watch him he puts the ball down he fixes his socks he stands up he fixes his jersey you know when he's watching his eyes even his eyes do the, the exact same thing before he takes penalties and that's muscle memory to try to get you and to try to calm your nerves where you're doing this routine and, and, and it was funny because when I watched that kind of Got the golf reference where I went in golf. A lot of people do the same routine over and over again. And sometimes when you're playing with these people that do this, you're kind of going, "Geez, he's doing this routine again." But they're usually good golfers because they stick to what they know and they stick to that routine where they they take nerves over and they take situations over, and that's how good they are. But fifth of December, um, there's some good ones in this. I like this. So in 1991, Liverpool drew one all at Ewood Park against Blackburn. In the FA Cup, and we got out of jail in a massive, massive way. Mark Atkins scores, I think it's a 94th or 92nd second minute on goal, um, to give Liverpool that one all draw. Glenn Hussein is sent off on the day, so was Kevin Moran for Blackburn. Um, and you know what? We, I don't know how we got away with it. I remember watching it, and I'm thinking it's the reason I think I'm watching it is because. I think it's at 3 o'clock on a Saturday, but I think we could watch it here in Ireland on the Irish Channel, had it. And I remember watching it going, we're never getting out of this. We're never getting out of this. And just couldn't see a scoring. And we get that goal. 
and I have visions of Ronnie Whelan being around when it happens. But um, we get that draw, and then we go back to Anfield. We win the replay 3 0. Steve McMahon manages to get himself sent off. Um, but it was just it was just a mad one, you know. And and when I read it today, I went, oh jeez, I really remember that. And Ewood Park and how it was before they redeveloped it and stuff like that. And it was a the lighting on the pitch. I think was what made me remember it as an FA Cup game toward round and, and stuff like that. Um, let me see. Um, G10 says Liverpool Yeovil FA Cup first Saturday January 04 first game I remember watching in full so you're a lot younger than me Rory says I love this game lots of Irish involvement in that game Frank Stapleton Sterling game and Kevin Moran got sent off Ball Boy got loads of stick off the BBC as well who was it that gave him the stick wasn't it about giving the ball back too quick was it was Hodgson in charge no no who was in charge of um Blackburn, I think it was the Blackburn. No, it wasn't. It was um, wasn't someone off the BBC gave the ball boy stick. He ended up having to apologise. I only read about this today, but um, there you go. There's another one from Rory, which is which is good. Um, but yeah, I remember that FA Cup game against Blackburn in '91, and then the subsequent replay. And um, it was one I wanted to bring up because when you know when you read something, it just triggers triggers your mind. Um, yeah, it's just one of those you you kind of have to sh- talk about. Um. 2011 is the final game under Roy Hodgson, funny enough, at Blackburn. Um, Babel comes on for Ngog in this game, which is Liverpool's 3,000th substitute in their history. Um, we get beaten 3-1. Gerrard misses a penalty. Um, a lot of people think he missed that on purpose, so Hodgson would get the um, would get the boo. Um, there was talk that he missed it on purpose. I'm not too sure. I don't think Gerrard misses penalties on purpose. But look... Um, it is the final game, thank God, under Roy Hodgson on the 4th of January 2011. And he does get the, um, it's it does get Roy Hodgson the boot, and thank God that that was over. Um, 2018, there's two goals here I want to talk about. 2018, 5th of, this, um, 5th of January, sorry, I have December up there, I don't know why. Um, 5th of January. Um 2018 I said didn't I yeah Virgil van Dijk so Virgil van Dijk scores on his Liverpool debut in an FA Cup third round win against Everton I think Milner puts us in front after Lallana gets taken down 1-0 Sigurdsson equalises for them and they go absolutely wild but um, van Dijk pops up with the with the winner, and it was just written, it was absolutely written in the stars, absolutely written in the stars, because, um, you know, he signs, I think, does he sign and he's eligible? No, I think after this game, he's eligible, and um, he doesn't play against, I want to say City, but he gets that goal, he gets up ahead of Pickford, he nods it in the cup end, and the place goes absolutely wild, and to sign, we get told on the 27th of December, he makes his debut on the 5th of January and scores the winning goal in a Merseyside Derby FA Cup game. Like, you know, it was it was absolutely un- unbelievable. Um, and another goal against Everton on the 5th of January 2020, where Curtis Jones scores um, a brilliant goal 
at the Anfield Road end as we beat Everton 1-0 in the FA Cup. It was live on BBC. I want to say it was an 8 o'clock game. Um, it could have been a Sunday night, 8 o'clock, something like that. But Liverpool, of course, are going for the league title. <coughs> They've very little interest in the FA Cup. They put out a mad team. An absolutely mad team. Everton go full strength and you could hear the Everton fans through the internet when the lineups come out going, we can't win here. We can't win here. Um, you know, if we win the game, we beat a lot of young If we lose the game, it's horrendous. And Curtis John pops up pops up with a brilliant goal where it's a little flick from Origi on the edge of the box. He just takes a touch and he calls this thing that go actually calls from right to left but goes up and down at the same time. Little arms can't get near it. It hits the right in the post, the stamp bounces in, no one behind the goal moves a muscle. They're just in shock and Liverpool win the game. Um Liverpool win the game 1-0. And for two, I suppose for two games, to be on the same date, two two years apart, Virgil van Dijk and Curtis Jones scoring winners. Um, I had to, I had to add them both in because, um, you know, the two wins against, uh, the two wins against um, Everton. Um, let me see here. Um, Mrs. City with the tight hamstring, the game we won 4-3, so Chris Bracky are right. Um, Live right now, Newcastle holding on for a great result here. A few minutes left. I'm not too sure what the score is. I'm presuming it's still goalless. Um, let me see. Um, but, oh, back to Kevin Moore and, and Blackburn. There's a great pick of Kevin Moore and pinning Ian Wright to the ground as a Blackburn player. A hybrid. Look it up. Ian Wright has his hands up asking him to relax. Um, the team we picked was wild for this game that John scores in, says Chris. Brought Phillips back from loan to play. Milner goes off injured after five minutes. Latouche, I think, comes on left back. Uh, the Manning celebration when John scores is brilliant. He bombs down the line to celebrate. Um, John Summers says, pity Curtis Jones doesn't do with that a bit more, but it was a great goal. Um, Paul Giovanni updates me and says it's nil-nil between Arsenal and Newcastle. Um, so let's get on to our last day. Um, I'm not rushing through this, but we're 33 minutes in. Um, so we'll get this out of the way, give you a little break, go and grab a cup of tea, because 10 o'clock's going to be a banger with me and Shawnee. Um Everything on the table from 10 o'clock. I'm just going to let you know. Um, the 6th of January. So, 1996 I'm going to start you off with. And I wanted to give this fella a mention because um, Stan Collymore scores three in a 7-0 win against Rochdale at Anfield in a third round FA Cup game. Lots of FA Cup, obviously, this week in our history. Um, Collymore gets a hat-trick. Liverpool wins seven. And he's another player that he has his problems you know, mentally, definitely, um, in his personal life, definitely. But when he was on song with Fowler, they were unbelievable. And I'll stick with it this day. I think they scored 50 goals between them in two seasons. 50, maybe a bit more. I always say 50 and then someone says, no, it's not as much or someone says it's more than that. But I think he signs in 95, 95, 96, 96, 97. I would say probably 50 to 60 goals between them. They were just brilliant. Collymore was so strong, physical, really good footballer. Didn't bother him if he was assisting. It was a bit like Suarez and Sturridge in 2013-14. Both assisted, both scored. Great variety in goals. Headers, left foot, right foot, outside the box, inside the box. Poacher stuff. Um, and you know something? It just doesn't work out for him because there's, too, there's just too much going on with Stan Collymore. Um, and... I think he ends up not being liked by his teammates. He's he's a bit all about himself. But goals, boys, and um, 
potential partnership with, with Fowler for what we've seen for two years. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. Now, this one might throw you. Um, in 2001, Gregory Vignal makes his debut for Liverpool. 3 0 win against Rotherham. Um, Heskey gets two. Haman scores. Biscan gets sent off. Again, it's a third round FA Cup game. Um, and the reason I brought up Gregory Vignal is because when you watch that goal, Gary McAllister scores, and I think it's East on Monday, 2001, against Everton in a 3 2 win. Um, I think it's Gregory Vignal that gets injured or gets tackled. Um, gets tackled and felt against Everton on the break kind of last minute. But kind of rolls a little bit and then picks up the ball and goes a bit close to the goal and gives McAllister that chance to do what he does. And that's why I wanted to give Gregory Vignal a mention. Nothing else. Like, genuinely nothing else. Good left foot on him. Could get up and down. Probably not the best defensively. But... I'll always remember Vignal because I'm nearly sure he's the fella that gets felled um, before that McAllister goal at Goodison in 2001 on, I want to say, Easter Monday. But, um, yeah, it, he just gets felled. And if you get a chance to see it, and I'm right, um, he, I think he gets felled and he moves about 15 yards up the pitch. Um, he gets, yeah. Um, but look, it's it's one of those I just wanted to give Gregory Vignal um, mention Everton have got one back um, at home to Brighton I think it's 4-1 Chris Brax says the Newcastle scoreline makes Jesse an even bigger opportunity miss for Liverpool 7 points to Newcastle should be forward a game in hand so maddening look shit happens we'll talk about it later that's how it goes Liverpool need to sort themselves out can't be relying on other teams to drop points Liverpool need to sort themselves out um, Gary Mack moved the free kick closer against Everton yeah but I'm nearly sure Vignal is kind of failed and kind of keeps going on and on and just ends up 15 yards of the pitch for no reason. Um, let me see. And Chris Brack reckons the Vignal roll gained us 10 yards. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I'll try to go back and find it because usually when you see the clip, you just see the Gary McAllister goal. Um, 2007, on the 6th of January 2007, it's a 3-1 loss at home to Arsenal. Um, I couldn't even tell you who scores. I can't even remember. The reason I brought this up is because um, the cop make a big protest against Kelvin McKenzie and the Sun um, before the game and also um, a big massive show of support for the the um, victims of Hillsborough, Hillsborough. And, you know, it's... There's some sort of justice being brought with, with Hillsborough, with the official findings and stuff like that. Liverpool fans are still... And, and the victims and, and the survivors and their, and their families are still subjected to having to be in a ground or watch on TV while other fans mock Hillsborough, um, which is pathetic. Um, Kel McKenzie is still doing the rounds, um, which is pathetic. And I just thought I'd bring it up because we're talking about 15, 16 years now ago and, you know, Hillsborough is 24 years ago. But when you look at, it happened in 89, 2007, it just brings it back and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, not even dumb it down. Um, just, when you look at the years and 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 the the, the, kind of the time stamps on it, eighty nine, two thousand and seven, you see that there, you know I think it's I think it's the memorial two thousand and nine, when um the cop let the government really know, um Andy Bornham I think, when what's going on and, and then two thousand thirteen I think is when they get the actual, um independence, you know findings and they still hear chants like that. Um, and chants and gestures being made um, towards Liverpool fans physical gestures you know what I'm talking about 
it's just maddening, isn't it? You know, we're so far down the line and so much stuff has been proved. And you know what? It's um I just wanted to bring that up because it just shows the solidarity in Liverpool that they never stopped. And and yeah, and yeah, you can pick out eighty nine and you can pick out two thousand nine and you can pick out whatever whatever you want, whatever year, but it's 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 good to bring these two things up. It really is. Um because it just shows how everyone stuck together as a city, mind you, um, as a city, um, for what he believed in, the truth, justice, and stuff like that, and the fact that we have to keep defending ourselves or having to listen to certain things is just is just ridiculous. Um, gonna leave you in 2013 though. Um, we spoke, we opened up with Daniel Sturridge signing for Liverpool, and um, <coughs> we're gonna end with Daniel Sturridge's debut goal on the sixth of January. Um, it's a 2-1 win away at Mansfield in the FA Cup um, toward round. Um, this is the one where Suarez more picks the ball up and runs in the net with it. But Sturridge gets the opener in this game and it, it's a sign of things to come. I think he scores is it the following weekend away at United. I think we get beaten 3-2. Maybe draw 2 all. I'm not too sure. But um, 3-2, I think it's the Berbatov hat-trick game. Might be. Um, could be wrong. But... Um, yeah, it's storage, like I said, 67 goals in 160 games. But in fairness, a lot of them end up being substitute appearances because of his injury record. But I thought I'd leave it with storage. Um, and if probably, yeah, if there's one player to look out at this week. I've mentioned Sunes, I've mentioned Lippmanen, I've mentioned Gerard, Collymore, I've mentioned loads and loads of players. Um, but no, go and have a look at Daniel Storage's goals. It'll make you smile. Um, it'll make you realise how good he was. And it'll make you hate, yeah. Roy Hodgson even more. So, um, all ends well, I suppose. <laughs> um, that has been um your Liverpool history this week. Um, as I said, brought to you by Bookmakers.com. Um, and you know what? I'm really enjoying doing this. Not many people watch them live. Loads of people download them, which is good. But the people that do, um, watch it live, bring me back memories and. They, they know stuff I don't know and I'm probably teaching someone a few bits here as well and when I say teaching I'm reading it and then reading it out to you it's not like it's all in my head um, but I'm really enjoying doing it um, it's a bit of laugh we look back at good times bad times and different times and and um, yeah it, as time goes by it makes them easier to talk about especially the bad ones but um, really enjoyed it um, in about 20 minutes time 10pm me and Shani will be going live talking about the problems with Liverpool at the moment um, what the problems are now from top to bottom and what we need to do to sort those problems both in the hierarchy management playing staff fans wherever it might be we're going to go and have a look at that um, you know I don't pull many punches but Shani most definitely doesn't so it might be worth looking at um, check out bookmakers.com link is in the description for that website as I said gamble responsibly Gambling's not for you, that's absolutely fine. But even at that, if gambling's not for you, it's a website where you can find stats, comparisons, and stuff like that. So it is good in that way. It actually tailors for a lot of people whether they gamble or not. Um please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um we are pre-recording something on Thursday that will hopefully go out every Friday, where we do 30 to 40 minutes looking at the Premier League, giving quick reaction or quick prediction or whatever it might be. And um that should be fun. So if you subscribe to them, hit the bell icon and you will see my head um every friday having a chat with a spores and a united fan i think um every week so it should be good talk to you in a bit over and out
Podcast Network.